Yo! What is going on, everyone? It is your boy, Marco Rodriguez, Sparks, SLX. And um, I'm, I'm reviving the podcast. I'm reviving it. Pixel Refresh, it's on its way back. Um, it's been a while, and I, you know... I feel like talking about things, a lot of cool things happening, the world has changed, uh, my life has changed, and um, yeah, you know, now I have a bit more time to sort of focus on on this, and um, sort of bring it back of sorts, and uh, yeah, so uh, for those of you who are new here, uh, which would probably be all of you. Uh, welcome to the Pixel Refresh podcast, the podcast where um, I talk about tech news, technology, sometimes gaming. Um, and yeah, I just want to talk about, you know, stuff that's new and stuff that happened. I think I'm going to make it a weekly recap show, hopefully. And uh, so I'll have a bunch of sort of high-level news items that I think are notable to talk about. And um, and then I'll work on some other segments. I think I want to do, now that I'm a father, uh, which is a big piece of my life, I want to do uh, maybe sort of a segment on, uh, you know, dad-type reviews of products that I use or, you know, uh, maybe giving uh, the brands unsolicited advice about how uh, they could make their products better. Um, and overall, what I'm going to try to do is, uh, you know, talk about some interesting products and and uh, I'll try to put links in the description and stuff like that for anyone who's interested in purchasing products after listening to uh, what I've said. So starting off this week... Um, Another big thing is it's a video podcast now, so I haven't really figured out what is happening with me, what's happening with my background, what's happening with the frame here, um, but ideally, um, eventually, I think that side, uh, that side, I'm going to have um, sort of the topics listed out on the side here, well, maybe some socials below, but um yeah, uh, but for now, let's let's get right into it. Uh, this week, uh, which is, uh, well, I mean, we're at the end of the week, starting a new week, but it was the week of the 6th, and on Monday, we had uh, our friends over at Apple, big fan, do their annual developer conference called WWDC, and um, interesting enough, uh, they announced a lot of really cool things, um, some of which uh, I think are in the beta. So uh, for those of you who don't know, um, every year in the June time frame, Apple does an event. This is their opportunity to show off what the next version of their OS is. Um, in this case, it's iOS 16, iPadOS 16, macOS Ventura, and watchOS 9. Um this is their opportunity to sort of highlight, uh, I'm going to say like the consumer centric features that, um, you know, get people hyped for those new features that are coming in the fall. So, and then generally the fall rolls around and we get 
another sort of event which announces the next iPhones, which will be available during the holidays. Um, and those phones are generally uh, preloaded with the new software, as well as Apple will generally um, release the software for the broader uh, public. Um, so let's hop right in to iOS 16. So iOS 16 is uh, new and different and, um, and, and the same all at the same time. So some of the really standout features that they decided to highlight this time around was there is some new lock screen customization. They've basically moved the uh, notifications down towards the bottom of the phone. So they actually appear in uh, from the bottom and they push the list up instead of appearing from the top and pushing the list down. Uh, this is sort of a blessing and a curse because it sort of moves notifications closer to your thumb. Uh, but in a sense, it's like, I don't know, really know if it really needed to be there. But uh, the cool thing is with a, a, a pinch, you can sort of consolidate it into just a little like sort of badge there that says, hey, there are three, you know, unread notifications. Uh, another cool thing in that sort of realm is they've added these new types of notifications that they're calling live actions. And these are... Uh, sort of uh, a developer's way to introduce one notification that can update over time. And so one of the examples that they gave was, uh, let's say you're watching a baseball game and you have a baseball app. It could have both the both the teams and the score and the current time remaining in the in the the game and an update. So if a, if instead of you getting a play by play as an example, you know, everybody has like the ESPN app or some version of, you know, the Sportsnet app, whatever it is. And every time something happens in the game, your phone is being bombarded with new um, notifications, you know. Um, <clears throat> so they've made it so that they can consolidate all of those notifications into one live tile that will update. So we'll update the score, we'll update the time. I think they're, they showed off a feature that know maybe have an indicator of who scored the last goal as an example um, and it's really cool and so they have a couple of examples of the live uh, I think they're called live actions built into the current beta but those are around existing Apple stuff so like um, uh, the, the music player uh, is now small it looks like a live tile if you tap it it will expand into the old UI but it's pretty compact and you can actually you know um, change your music from that live tile. Another one is the, um, let's say you're using an alarm or sorry, not an alarm, but like a, a timer. Uh, you have a timer on your, on your phone. The timer will show up as a live tile as well, showing you an active countdown of, of the existing timer that you have, which was really cool. Um, and then overall they've added some customization, Beyond the live tiles, they've added customization to the lock screen. So now, now you can uh, change the the date, the time style. You can add colors. There's new widgets that you can add to your lock screen. You can tie certain lock screens to a focus mode. Focus modes are a feature that they brought in iOS 15 that allows you to sort of segregate aspects of your life into different modes and the cool thing about the focus modes is you can customize uh, now in this case your lock screen but like what apps show up in your phone depending on what focus mode is active 
And you can also do some really cool customization. Like if I open a gaming app, turn the gaming focus mode on and, you know, limit all the apps in my phone to just these particular ones that I want to see while I'm gaming as an example. Um, and another great thing that you can do is sort of limit who can contact you and what apps can annoy you while you're in a particular focus mode, which is really cool. And so now you can tie these custom home screens or these custom lock screens, sorry, to particular focus modes, um, which is really awesome. And, um, and a, a couple of other interesting things that they uh, announced was some new messages features. So they have, you now have the ability to mark as unread for an entire thread of messages. Um, they've changed and made dictation um, seemingly better. Uh, and so what they did was they've allowed it to, it's just much more smart. Uh, it listens to you talk and it writes out what you're saying and it does live punctuation. These are features that I think Google has had for a long time. Uh, and Apple's trying to do this uh, better, uh, even without an internet connection, which is really cool. Um, another feature that they did for the iMessages was the ability to edit messages that you've sent. So if you and another person are running iOS 16 and you sent a message and maybe it had a typo in it, you can actually tap and hold on that message and, uh, edit it so that you can, uh, change obviously the typo, uh, and you can do that for 15 minutes after you sent the message, which is pretty cool. Uh, but currently, if you try to edit a message on somebody who's not an iOS 16, it just shows them the error. Um, I don't know what it does with the edit. I think it might send it again. Um, and that seems to be the key features that came out of uh, messages, if I'm right. Um, and they've also, um, the little, how would you call it? There's a little, uh, there's a little like microphone there. There's a little microphone uh, that used to be your way to sort of send audio messages. That has been moved to the apps. So now audio message is an app, and that little microphone is your way to initiate dictation, which is really cool. Um, what else? iCloud shared photo libraries. So one of the big things that they announced that seems to be a feature that is um, uh, widely wished for I guess is the ability to have a separate iCloud photo library that's shared with your family and by family I mean uh, people who are part of your family sharing uh, on your account so that could be you your wife and your two kids it could be you and a couple of friends whoever and one of the cool things that they've done is they've made it easy to add specific photos to just that library so you can take photos from the photos app and they only appear in that library as an example um, and they've also done this really cool thing that when you take photos with other people that are in your family near you they will automatically go into that shared sort of library um, additionally you can add photos manually to that library if i'm correct but i think they're trying to make it easier for you to just do go about your day doing your stuff and um and and 
it'll auto magically happen, right? Um, what else? What else should I touch on quickly? I don't want to spend too much time on this, but a lot of really great features. I'll link some really good, uh, robust roundups in the, um, in the show notes. Uh, but I'll, I'll ramble off a few other big changes. They're bringing, uh, order tracking to Apple pay. They're bringing, uh, like buy now pay later type features where you can split up a big purchase into multiple payments to Apple pay. Um, they're also bringing, uh, they've rebuilt the home app. Um, the sort of HomeKit home app from the ground up. It's now built entirely from uh, in Swift, which is their newer language. And from my understanding, it's ready for Matter, which is a, a new sort of protocol that future um, home automation devices will use. Um, Safari has a shared, like a tabs feature where you can have a certain uh, tab groups only show up for certain focus modes. Uh, they've expanded the health app to include a plethora of other stuff. You can now do all of your fitness tracking and activity stuff on with just the phone, no longer needing a watch. Uh, Maps uh, got, um, what do you call it? Uh, you can sort of do multi-stop routing. So you can say, I want to go to the store, but before the store, I want to stop a off at a gas station and a Starbucks and it will route all three of those points in one uh, session, which is really cool. Uh, News is getting a new uh, sort of dedicated sports section, which is cool. They made some updates to the live text and visual lookup in, in, um, in the OS. Uh, And uh, obviously every year they drop support for previous phones. So I think this year iOS 16 is dropping support for the original iPhone SE the iPhone 6S, um, obviously 6S Plus, 7, 7 Plus, and all the iPod Touches. So, uh, unfortunately, anybody who's still on those devices won't be able to upgrade us to upgrade to the latest software. But that's that's pretty much it from an iOS perspective. Uh, they also took the time to announce um, uh, some really interesting watch features. Some of the notable ones is AFib history, which is coming to the United States. It's still waiting to be approved, but it essentially is, uh, the ability to see, uh, graphs and stuff. Uh, if you're somebody who suffers from atrial fibrillation, I think is what it's called. Uh, it sort of, you know, has a record and a history of all the times that your heart has gone through this, uh, sort of this particular thing. Um, uh, they've added a bunch of new sort of, uh, fitness related features for the watch. Um, obviously there's the yearly range of new watch faces and all that stuff. Um, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, I think that's the most notable, uh, Mac OS Ventura has this ability to sort of do this weird, it's called main stage. I think stage manager It's called stage manager. And it was a new window management feature that I think uh, they're trying to bring parity between the Mac and the iPad because that same feature is on the iPad. But I think it's kind of weird. I don't think it's necessary. I think it makes sense for the iPad. I don't think it necessarily makes sense for the Macs. Um, but who knows? Maybe this is their way of getting closer and closer to sort of making one OS for both of them. I know that they've talked extensively of not doing this in the past, but... It seems like they're making a lot of sort of 
decisions to sort of consolidate, you know, their interfaces in a way, which is very interesting. Um, and then last but not least, uh, one of the interesting things that they uh, announced was uh, a new MacBook Air that leverages the M2. So uh, for those of don't know, two years ago, uh, Apple started making a transition to their own uh, chips from Intel to what they're calling Apple Silicon. And uh, the first chip that ever came out was the M1. And since then, we've seen the M1 Pro and the M1 Max. Uh, which are beefier chips and this this time around they announced the MacBook Air with the first gener the, the second generation chip which is called the M2 and um, it's interesting because I wonder if they'll put the M2 um, in other devices right now they have it in a newly designed MacBook Air as well as the previous design for the 13 inch MacBook Pro with the touch bar I think that's kind of weird. I don't know why they're keeping that device around, but um, I, I would I would honestly recommend people don't buy that device. You're kind of better off buying the MacBook Air. It's actually a you know spec for spec, a dollar for dollar better device. I mean, just for the money, you're not getting any many uh, features or additional features. It's got like an older screen. It doesn't have the MagSafe. I think you're honestly better off getting a MacBook Air, but it's really cool. It comes in a new color, two new colors called Starlight and Midnight, I think. The Midnight color is like really cool. <laughs> it's like this like deep, like almost bluey black color. And I dig it. I really like it. Um, <clears throat> what else? Um, and yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much the highlights from the WWDC. Um, oh yeah, one of the other things that I wanted to talk about, it was more announced as an iOS feature, but um, Apple is sort of making headway in uh, getting rid of passwords, I guess. They introduced a feature called Passkey, I think it was called. And essentially, Passkey is... Apple's new way of using like your device, your actual phone as, and the biometrics, either face ID or touch ID, in order to log into sites without actually leveraging a password. And so they showed off an example of how that would work. And so for my, if I remember correctly, the example showed them visiting a website, going to log in, scanning a QR code, which would trigger their phone to sort of, um, start the face ID process and after they uh, did the face ID process the website um, logged in which was really cool so I mean talk about like platform lock-in features uh, unless passkey becomes uh, or leverages a universal standard it's going to be very interesting how people are going to migrate away from iOS to another platform once pass something like passkey becomes uh, a widely adopted feature across the web um, yeah it's it's um don't get me wrong the prospect of it is is really cool but I feel as though um I feel as though there's some huge, huge potential for, you know, platform lock-in. And maybe it's not a problem because maybe 
you know, anybody who's on an Apple device or is most likely to stay with an Apple device and anybody at this point who has like an Android device is most likely going to stay with an Android device. So, um, yeah. Uh, what else has happened this week? We have, uh, the start of like post pandemic E3. <laughs> uh, so if anybody doesn't know what E3 is, it's like, it used to be like the yearly, like sort of gaming conference week. And so every, every major platform and every major developer would announce like new, new stuff, Xbox, you know, a lot has happened during the pandemic. Some big notable stuff is that Xbox purchased, um, Bethesda, was it Bethesda? Yeah. uh, Zenimax Studios. It was like Bethesda, Arcane Studios, all of them dudes, id Software, uh, and then more recently, they are in talks or, you know, trying to solidify a purchase for Blizzard Activision, which is massive. That means that Call of Duty and like Overwatch would be part of the Xbox thing. Uh, but they're they're trying to push more people towards Game Pass, which is cool. It's still like the best bang for your buck to the point where... Uh, recently Sony has sort of, I guess, created their own version of it. Uh, I wouldn't call it like a parody in the sense that like they kind of are the same thing. They kind of aren't. Uh, so Sony like introduced, uh, bundling their PlayStation now service, which was their streaming service into the PlayStation plus, uh, they've added more tiers of PlayStation plus. So there are, I think three tiers now. And each tier, the the current PlayStation Plus that people knew of is now the base tier. And now there are two tiers above that that give you access to, I think, the PlayStation Now streaming features as well as, um, I think it's like some, a library of like classic games, like PS1, PS2, all that type of stuff, which is really cool. Um, but they haven't really, they haven't announced anything that I know of that has like seen them venturing into offering other people's games on the service or even their own games like day one. So that's one of the things that Microsoft does is they leverage their Game Pass service to release full AAA titles day one on Game Pass. Um, they haven't really announced that, um, but... Uh, yeah, not that I know of. I don't think PlayStation has actually announced that at all. Uh, I know there's recent talks of them um, putting, like, demos, I guess, as a part of PlayStation Plus. Like, these extensive demos that you can then convert into the full game. I'm not sure. I don't know a lot about it, so I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, th- at least this week. Um, but yeah, so E3 has happened. There's a lot of big game announcements uh, in particular, Xbox has sort of announced uh, a bunch of stuff today. Um, I mean, it, it was cool. So there was some like some Starfield gameplay. Uh, it seems like three Persona titles are coming to Xbox. I'm just reading the stuff out out right now, but um, Hollow Knight Silk Song, which is the follow up to the original Hollow Knight, seems to be coming to Xbox and will be part of Game Pass. Uh, they announced that Overwatch is launching on October 4th and it will so Overwatch 2, sorry, it will be free to pay and uh, free to play 
and will be um, launched October 4th. Um, what else? What else do we have? Um, also, not not so far or not not too recently, there was a Diablo mobile game, I guess, that was launched. It's It's got mixed reviews. I've played a bit of it. Um, it just feels like a Diablo. I haven't played enough to actually give you a, like a full opinion, but it feels like a Diablo just on mobile. Um, I'm not too fond of the mobile controls. Um, kind of feels weird. There's a lot of tapping and, uh, I, I don't know if there's, it, it could use some refinement in my opinion. Um, what else? What else? I'm also going to try to keep these ep episodes short, but... Uh, obviously I'm grasping for straws here, so I think I'm going to take the opportunity to just maybe talk about, um, I don't know. I don't know. I had plans. I should, I should plan this a bit more. Uh, I'll be honest. Um, and I think I will for subsequent episodes, but. I think that's going to be it for this one. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Try to make these like 30 minute, you know, breakdowns. Um, probably be a bit more informative as I go. Uh, but yeah, this week was uh, was uh, uh, fairly big. I am on the current iOS demo. Uh, uh, sorry, iOS beta, uh, beta one. And uh, I will continue to um maybe update you guys with how it's going right now. It seems pretty stable. I don't, I don't see any issues with it, but um, there's a lot of like features that they announced that are just not there yet. I think they'll be either introduced later in the beta process or, or we'll see them maybe post launch in like a 16.1 release. But uh, yeah, that's it. That's it this week. This week was cool. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think it will be a bit off the cuff going forward, but I think uh, it's happy to. I'm happy to be back, and uh, it's cool to be doing this again. And uh, I think there's uh, there's room for uh, improvement here. Yeah, we'll see how this goes. But thanks everybody for listening. I uh, appreciate you, and um, I guess I will see you next week. Uh, if you want to follow me, uh, you can uh, at Twitter, uh, and that's uh, at SparksSLX, S-P-A-R-X-S-L-X. And I'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out. I really need to have like a end screen, but eh, it's a video podcast. Peace.